0: Welcome to the Life Debt Podcast. I'm your host, John Yorom, and Happy New Year! Yes. Uh, first off, sorry it's late. Um, part of my part of, uh, we got gifted a trip to Legoland Windsor, and that was on Wednesday. So everything kind of got pushed back. We went to Legoland Windsor. We stayed in a hotel, uh, and then came home on Thursday absolutely knackered Um, and despite watching The Book of Boba Fett twice so far, never just, I just didn't get a chance to record. So uh, here I am recording on New Year's Eve um, because my, my, my social calendar is so full and I wanted to say no I'm not gonna do partying, I'm not gonna do uh, going out, I'm not going to see friends. I'm going to do a podcast in my car because I'm at work tomorrow and I need to get petrol. So, <laughs> um, now because of COVID, well, not just because of COVID. You know, COVID's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a nightmare anyway. So, you know, rather than plan uh, some sort of going out shenanigans kind of fueled evening Uh, uh, we're staying at home um, mainly because and and the other reason is uh, both Sarah and I are at work tomorrow so you know we've got to weigh up the options, do we party or do we sleep, and I'm going with sleep, Uh, I'm too old to party anyway (laughs) Um, but yeah so I'm hoping that everyone has had a good Christmas or holiday season, whichever uh, you are privy to, um, I hope that you, uh, if you had a had a wish list or a gift list, I hope you got what you wanted. Um, personally, yes, I did, and um, and there was some mild disappointment as well. Not disappointment on my behalf, disappointment from my wife. Um, so not only so we got the family gift of uh uh, the Legoland trip um so that was me sarah and emma who went um uh so we got that um got the star wars origami book uh which i've briefly flicked through before Uh, a copy of it came through uh came through the book place when i used to work there um but now i have my own copy so uh It's going to be fun, a fun one to try and do, Um, check out the blog uh, if I ever accomplish any of that. (laughs) Uh, And I got two LEGO sets, Uh, unfortunately these were both LEGO sets I already owned. Uh, So one is the the Mandalore Throne set, um, which I literally got like a couple of weeks before. I hadn't built it yet but it was kind of just sat there Sarah realized uh just uh, like the day after like hours after she bought bought me it and she was like oh okay um and also the Mandalorian Forge and that was a gift from Emma so I've kind of you know been very sneaky very tricky uh with um because I didn't want to upset her, I didn't want to disappoint her, because she was so excited and so happy when she handed me this gift, um, and I literally just kind of mouthed it out, I was saying, "Tell her I've got this, but um, Emma was so excited, so happy, and she was like, I helped wrap this and everything, and I was like, oh god, I felt like such an asshole, and even though, like, no one had done anything wrong, uh, it was just, you know, uh, you know, it just... Bad luck, bad luck. Um, So yeah, I spent half our Christmas feeling like this utter asshole because um, I was just trying to like not disappoint my daughter, uh, not upset her um, because of that excitement level. But luckily, you know, these things can be returned, refunded. Um, During the uh, the Legoland trip, uh, Sarah was just like, right, look, those two combined they cost this much um basically if we return them that'll pay for you if that if you find something that you want we'll basically pay for it using the refund uh so i picked up at Legoland because it's a pretty tough one to get um the only places i've seen it are like at lego shops or smith's toys and yes we have a smith's toys locally but there was something about getting this from Legoland. Uh, you know, I kind of wanted to come out of there with with a set, uh, so I got the um, Mandalorian Gauntlet Starfighter, um, uh, which has Bo Katan, um, Gar Saxon, and one of Bo Katan's um, followers as uh, minifigures. So I've got that to build. I still haven't built the Mandalorian Throne one. Um, kind of to a, a alleviate my my guilt or this this weird guilt that i've had about these things i'm literally returning the version of the set that i'm returning the set that i bought before (laughs) um and keeping the one from my wife and my child because i just i'm like you know this they you know they got this for me i don't care about me getting it because you know I just want to, like... Sen- I'm a sentimental fool at times, and I think that's that's really where this is coming from. So, yeah, I'm kind of like... As long as Emma doesn't know... Um, about the returns, I'm happy. Uh, because I just don't want her to be... Disappointed. Um, something ha- like, it happened to me when I was a kid. I was probably about Emma's age, and I bought... Well, I didn't buy because, you know, I was four. Um, but I picked out uh, a cookbook uh, by, uh, by, uh, by a chef that my mum liked. And I, I was like, get her this one, I want this one, I want to give her this one. So I got it. So my dad buys this cookbook for her. Um, my name goes on it, you know, my dad wraps it. I, you know, I scrawl my name on it as a four year old will and my mum opens it, and she was like, I've already, and she was very, like, she told me, I've already got this, uh, so I'm going to have to take it back, and I wept, and i it's probably, like, kind of me looking back and, like, kind of, like, that messed up kind of way that your yeah, memory replaced stuff, to me, it feels a lot more like she did it very harshly and kind of, like, the way it was done was quite upsetting for me, and I must have. I mean, I knew I, I knew I was upset about it, um, but kind of like in my head, the way it was done, I found. Obviously, I kind of. I'm, you know, hindsight is not twenty twenty at times. Hindsight is kind of whichever, whatever fine mists your memory of play, your, your memory of play stuff in, and it's it's replay. It replays to me in a very red of not lovely mist so um, I'm kind of like really wanting to not do that to Emma be- just because I know how exciting how it was. anyway why am I going going into all this family BS um, so I'm literally about to pull up to the garage to fill my car up with fuel ready for the next few days of work but in a couple of clicks I will be right back with you to talk about the book of Boba Fett. Back in a sec. So, the book of Boba Fett, chapter one A Stranger in a Strange Land. So, I was. Um... So, I've watched it twice, okay? <laughs> and. The first time I watched it was in the car on the way to Legoland on Wednesday morning. I was literally like looking at the clock in in my wife's car and waiting for it to um, click over to eight o'clock. And as soon as it clicked onto eight o'clock, I jumped onto Disney Plus. There it was. I didn't have my headphones with me. Oh, I did have them with me. I didn't have them. On my person at the time, which was so unfortunate, because I had to watch it. I mean, this is—it was fine. I mean, I got—I got to watch the episode, and I got legit. I so I knew everything that was going on. I knew. I knew the episode. I knew the story. But I watched it with no audio. (laughs) Um. oh it's fireworks I kept hearing like these bangs and I'm like is that my car um, so yeah so I watched it with no audio just in the subtitles and I'm just like this is really good but then I got about halfway through the episode and then I then we stopped for breakfast picked up some breakfast so I had to help Emma so I had to get in the back of the car and help Emma with her uh, with her breakfast um, so I was kind of so it took me an hour and a half, I think, about an hour and a half to watch the full episode. But I enjoyed it. Uh, And then I watched it with sound um, in the hotel room when everyone had fallen asleep. I stuck my uh, headphones in and watched it. And again, I enjoyed it. Um, But was it as amazing as I was hoping? Unfortunately not, but, it's a big but here. That's not to say it was bad, okay? Because I've seen a lot of people online, and I'm not... I don't... This is the thing. Uh, Before I do my review stuff, I don't read reviews. I don't listen to reviews. I just kind of... But I kind of see snippets, and Steel Saunders and Steel Warts has been very... (laughs) Uh, Very funny with a lot of these negative reviews, especially when it's like, oh, it just feels like the first chapter of a book. It's the first episode and it's called The Book of Boba Fett. Books have chapters. Um, You know, a lot of people are kind of like not giving it like... I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they're doing it, but they're just kind of slamming it for being like an introduction. Um, And I mean, that's not what I'm getting at. That's not why I... I mean, I love, i really enjoyed it, so don't get me wrong, but was I, I felt, and I am I not going to say I went in with expectations, uh, I went in having watched the teaser, the trailers, um, you know, I, I do believe, yes, I built up some idea of what it was going to be like in my head, my, my, I've been adamant this is going to feel like the Godfather, but in Star Wars, and I kind, I do feel that that's kind of where we're going, um. For me, some of the problems lie in the pacing. Um, I feel a lot of the flashbacks could have been cut down. This is just my personal opinion, so I'm not saying that Robert Rodriguez or his editor or or whoever are to blame. Um, You know, it's just... This is just my personal preference. I I do feel like they could have chopped some of his time with the sand people a little bit. I felt like we focused way too much on him being dragged by banthers. Like that could have been cut down. Um I, I loved the fact that we that his his um, I loved the opening. I loved um, kind of seeing him back to saying having these dreams um, or reliving these memories and seeing kind of see, like him seeing Geonosis and and, um, and uh, the Camino seeing those that was great. Uh, seeing him coming out of the Sarlacc, like, him in the Sarlacc, like, where the hell did that Stormtrooper come from? And this is another thing, like, okay, a Sarlacc is eating a Stormtrooper. Now the internet is, obsess- is, is, is obsessing about where this Stormtrooper came from. Could have been a patrol. Got eaten. Get over it. Um... Although, I did, I did see someone commenting that uh, Book of Boba Fett, uh, from a certain point of view, in 40 years, that's Stormtrooper. Uh, no, 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 it's going to be Return It's going to be, the, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi, I can guarantee it. Um, only two years to wait. Um, so, like, yeah, like, I just, I just felt some of the pacing was a bit off in that, uh, in the... Just in flashbacks, like... You could have just trimmed Just a few trims And I feel like that would have worked out uh, For me it would have worked out better um, I kind of feel like My biggest letdown though is the music Like uh, Ludwig Ludwig Gornsson, uh, He was a master An absolute master A maestro uh, For all of the Seinfeld uh, Aficionados out there He he brought so much to the Mandalorian with his with his uh, music, Um, and I got really excited when we were hearing that he was coming back and doing the score for um, for Book of Boba, and to see that he I mean he, he some of it like he he wrote the themes but then the music wasn't done by him and I kind of felt like there were moments that felt very uh, goransome and moments that didn't and I'm like well look we've we came out of Mandalorian having this amazing Boba Fett theme that just was a powerhouse and it barely even shows in this episode. And I'm like, well... I wonder if they're building to it. Um, but I, I'm kind of like, well... Like, we were gifted this amazing theme by Ludwig Gordon And then... It kind of feels like it's just been thrown away. Here. And... Um, and none of the music really stuck out to me. Like, every, just about every episode of The Mandalorian, there's music that sticks out. Um, like Ludwig Orson uh, Kevin Kiner, his music on Clone Wars and, and Rebels has always just been... It just pops all the time. There's always something that you not necessarily remember, but, that, but his music always kind of hits you. And Bad Badge, of course, Bad Badge. Um, So like It kind of was like The the, the music was the big letdown for me Like editing and pacing Like yeah that's just That's that's just personal taste um, Honestly But uh, Enough of what I didn't like What I loved about it Is we got to see Boba Fett And yeah We got to see Boba Fett in, In The Mandalorian But here we are He's This is him now And this is his prime Okay, this is him, he, you know, as he says, I'm the crime lord, and, you know, yeah, it's it's a slow, it's a slow build, you know, everyone's like, oh, oh, not much happened, no, 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 a lot happens, but it's happening slowly, and, like, so, all these people coming to bring him tribute, like, what was the big takeaway from that? That you know, he has risen above these people that he used to work for, you know, that was a massive takeaway when that, when, um, with that trend ocean. um, I'm just like, that, that kind of hit me more, uh, than, oh, he's, he's tied up in the Tusking camp for a bit longer, and a bit longer, you know. I want to see him coming out of the slug, I want to see where he's been and what's happened to him in those years uh, between Return of the Jedi and The Mandalorian. But, you know, I mean, also like I have, I feel more invested in Boba Fett of five years after Return of the Jedi. Um, so, but um, yeah, that scene, like the tribute scene, and then the kind of back and forth with um, with the mayor's measure domo. like that guy's a bit of a dick, isn't he? Um, and I'm hearing that he's like a known, uh, quite a well-known actor, uh, so he's obviously been in some TV shows that I've not seen, um, which happens quite a lot. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. There's that, which I thought was good. Sorry, I'm rustling my keys because I've just uh, parked the car. Um him like Moss Esper. What the frick happened to Moss Esper? Moss Esper's grown, Moss Esper is thriving. And obviously Jabba was like in charge of Moss Esper. I'm guessing that Moss Isley was its own thing. So Jabba must have ruled Moss Esper. Um unless Jabba basically just ruled over all of it. Over like Moss Espa and Moss Isley, but things have kind of dialed back because of Jabba's death. Um, so I'm wondering if um, we're going to see him expanding Jabba's crime and criminal empire on Tatooine. Um, but yeah, that was really shocking. Like they're talking about Moss Espa and then they're walking and they're talking about Moss Espa. They're saying that they are in Moss Espa And I'm like, what happened to Moss Espa? Like last time we saw Moss Espa... It wasn't that big, you know? So that place has thrived. And obviously, yeah, we're talking, like, since Attack of the Clones, that place has grown. That place has thrived. Um, And that was really cool to see. Yeah, the fireworks are happening. (sighs) Great. Um, And then, was it Destiny's Wind? There's assassins. And, like, they don't name them, but if you look in the, um, in the credits, it's Destiny's Wind Assassins. Um, those guys were pretty cool. Uh, I, w- like, I love the fact that Boba has made Fennec go into Mos Espa without weapons. Like They have gone no weapons to basically go and do business. They're not, and this is like all part of Boba wanting to rule with respect rather than fear. He is ruling with respect. He's not going in with his blaster and pointing it at people. He's going in and he's like talking. And I think that is great. That is a great way of kind of showing that he is doing stuff differently. But then he gets, him, even though he gets his ass handed to him by these Destiny's Wind Assassins, he freaking hands it back to him. Like that guy that we see. I mean, we've seen it in the trailers where he takes the thing, t- back smashes the guy in the face with that like laser club thing, um, blowing the guy up with his rocket on against the wall. You know, he's full on taking. Well, he's handing he's handing these guys their asses, and he's not taking any names. The only name he's going to be taking is that that last one that Fennec leaves alive. Um. And I'm loving the two Gamorrean guards. Like, those two. I I'm gonna, I think those two are kind of going to expand a bit with their roles. Uh, yeah, they're just there to be the muscle. But I think we could kind of see a lot of development with those two. In terms of, like, they're going to be badass. But I reckon they will also kind of probably have a bit of humour. There, there could be some humour around them. And I'm kind of hoping we get that a little bit. Um... So I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pause on it in the on it here uh, and I'll be back uh, after a few clicks. Um just because just got home and uh want to get inside. So uh, I'll be back in just a sec. And I'm back. Uh so like I know I've been a little bit dismal on the old uh flashbacks, um but one thing i really did like was kind of them keeping the that kind of uh that black fruit uh thing um that we we're introduced to in the Marshall. um it, that kind of that was like a nice little touch uh nice little i will not say it's an easter egg because it's like just a continuation of this thing but it was a it was nice to get that continued rather than, you know, them trying to figure out another way of doing these, doing it. Um, so, having having that kind of thread was cool. Um, I, I I was always, I was like, ever since Marshall, I've been like, where do they come from? And now we know that they are buried, that they grow in the sand. Um, I mean... I'm not a botanist, I don't know if that could happen, but I think it's a cool little nugget. Um, Not the only thing that was buried in the sand, though, was it? With that weird kind of six-armed, six-legged reptile thing, that was like something straight out of a Ray Harryhausen movie, um, which was a nice little nod. To like one of the pioneers of film special effect. Um, I think the uh, you know creature action fights. You know it was a very action-heavy episode, but it didn't feel action-heavy. So when you look back at it, like there's a lot of action, and I think the irony is with it that, you know, Bobber uses the chain to cut his head off, essentially, um, in the exact same manner that Leia dispatched um, Jabba. And I don't know, I, I find that quite ironic seeing as, <coughs> you know, the fight, that, the, the battle that led him to be where he is, <coughs> um, kind of, the tide was turned by that exact same um, method Um, and it just goes to show this creature is not as tough as a hut because he managed to get his head off. Um, Now of course we don't understand Tuscan, um, but I've got a feeling that little guy was telling everyone that he cut his head off with the chain, and like that kid's gonna get, they're gonna like um, shower him with praise and adoration. But that chief knew what was going on. That chief goes up, gives Bob a little water, and leaves it at that. So I've got a feeling we're gonna see some repercussions <clears throat> coming for this. Well, for the kid and for Boba, I think Boba might take this kid under his wing a little bit. Um, so I think uh, we we've already seen stuff in the trailers where Boba wearing kind of is out is um, kind of like that bodysuit thing <laughs> going into the what look what people are assuming is Toshi Station. Um, so I think. You know, we'll probably get that next episode. Um, I think they're going to take Boba on raids. Um, I think he's going to become more part of their tribe. <coughs> um, quite possibly, they're just. He's like. Bandits will probably come along and he'll fight them off. Um with them so we'll see we'll just see um but no like that was a really cool aspect cool part of the uh of those flashbacks because i really liked seeing uh bobber in action and not just in like a one-to-one or uh, you know one versus a bunch duel. um Yeah, you know, I think I think Robert Rodriguez did a really good job with this episode. And once again shot by Dave Klein, who um who is uh who he shot the um the tragedy And he also was the director of photography on a bunch of films that I love, uh by Kevin Smith. So yeah, it's quite cool seeing his name now in Star Wars. Um Because you know he he went from making a shoddy-looking black-and-white film in the early '90s to uh, some of the most visually stunning uh, TV that I think we'll ever see. Um, Overall, uh, Book of Bobber it's good fun. It's enjoyable. Uh, I think there's a way to go with it. Um, first episode. The first episode, I think, is setting a lot of stuff up. It's it's had it's it's got that difficult kind of job of setting up two storylines. Um, You know, the fan the service storyline that we all wanted to see because of, you know, him coming out of the Sarlacc and kind of what happened after that. Um, and kind of his his rise to power in the criminal underworld as a crime world. Um <coughs> So I think, like, had a difficult job of kind of setting up this um, this show it has a very difficult job of showing us where um, where he is in two different stages of his life Uh, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of the back to hang, I think this is um, this is going to be like the one of the big, like long-running things. Him spending a lot of time in that backseat, I think, um, it kind of explain. It could explain why he wasn't so deeply entrenched in the battles uh, during the Mandalorian. Like he did that one fight in the tragedy, but then the rest of it, he kind of sits in the ship um and maybe because of his pain he's in a lot of pain and you know he's in this back to he has to keep getting in the back to time like the first you know the first session we see him having is suspended you know so he's not fully fully healed um because he had to go and do the tributes um but I wonder if <coughs> sorry I wonder if, uh, possibly, this is like how it's gonna be. Like he'll be in the back tank. He'll do a bunch of stuff. Then he'll get his ass handed to him. Then he'll go back in the back to tank. Um, I kind of hope that doesn't isn't how it plan pans out. Maybe he sleeps in the back to tank. Maybe because he needs to. So it'll warrant a lot of uh, a lot of the flashbacks. But I don't want to see him, like, every episode having to go back in the back to tank because uh, he's just been in a fight. Uh, I think that I just get lazy um, pretty quickly, to be fair. Like, it worked in this episode. Like, the first, the first thing we see of him is he is in this back to you tank, know, which explains away why he looks di- different. You know, he's not so crusty and scarred and stuff. But, I mean, we don't know. Like, I mean, we see him getting physically worse throughout um, the flashbacks. And we don't know what he's been through completely. Like, I mean, severe dehydration. He's been partially digested. Um, he gets beaten by the Tuskins. You know, I think if he was at his full strength, like, a lot of those fights that he gets in with them, he could have won. Um, So, (coughs) it just kind of goes to show, you know, where this guy could be at his best. At his... um, At his peak. Um, I don't think we've seen him at his peak in this series just yet um, but I hope when, I hope we will I think we will um, we've got six more episodes to go and I'm just excited I'm just looking forward to the next one so um, yeah uh, I don't really have much more to say much more to add Um <coughs> Other than once again, happy New Year. I am now recording this on New Year's Day as I drive to work. Uh, so there we go. I was just, I was in bed at uh, quarter to eleven. Uh, no, quarter to twelve last night. So uh, <coughs> yeah, I was a real partyer. <laughs> so yes, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for. Uh, Putting up with the lateness and putting up with my rambling. Um, and before I go, I just want to say you can uh, follow me on Twitter at LifeDebtJohnny. Uh, find me on Facebook. Uh, facebook.com forward slash life debt blog pod. I think. Um, where else can you find me? Uh, follow the blog at MyStyleIsLifeDebt.com. Uh, I've got merch over at... Uh, the life debt merch cantina dot uh, com. Uh, and if you like what you hear, and you like what you read, and you'd like to support us, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash my stars life debt. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Um, happy New Year again, and punch it chewy. Goodbye.